This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello, it's Paul Wheelock and welcome to the Morning Bulletin podcast where we round up all the big headlines concerning Liverpool FC. And after an impressive debut on yesterday's podcast, I'm very pleased to say I'm joined on the line again by Sam Carroll, who will be helping me run through the headlines. Good morning, Sam. Hello, Paul. How are you? <laughs> Slightly tired after a late night last night. Two mornings on the run. I was here with the, the esteemed Paul Ghost last night, so a bit of a, bit of a late one, but... All good, all good over there. What about yourself? Yeah, good. Thank you very much. Yeah, I've had my, my coffee. It is, it is hard doing the six a.m. starts for a couple of days on the run, but I've had my coffee now and we're uh, ready to go. And as you were saying just before we start recording, this got some good headlines for you this morning. And um, you mentioned Gorsi there. He had a very busy day uh, writing yesterday for the Echo. Uh, and the first story we want to talk about is uh, Rian Brewster, I should say, and the future of the young Liverpool striker. Gorsi's reporting Sam that six Premier League clubs want him. That's nearly a third of the. the teams in the top division uh, and they want him on loan and, and there's some good teams in there isn't there yeah so we, we've just been saying some top teams in there and and you know what a time to have all these teams chasing after you know only 20 years old so I think it's a big decision for Liverpool a big decision for for Rian to, to see where he goes or whether he um, whether he stays in, in the kind of first team falls and, and offers a little bit of competition but you know, to me, after scoring 11 goals in 22 matches, I don't see why, you know, he, he wouldn't be confident enough to, to go to a to a Premier League club and, and score goals. So, you know, it'd be very exciting. I think he has caught the imagination of um, a few Liverpool fans as well after his loan spell at Swansea. So, there'll be a lot of excitement around that. You know, sometimes these young lads can get loaned out and not forgotten about, but, you know, as a supporter, there's more pressing concerns than what lads are up to on loan sometimes. But, you know, I think that the, there was a keen eye on Brewster last season, you know, especially after he came back from lockdown and just seemingly couldn't stop scoring. Um, so, yeah, a, a big decision and, and an interesting decision, really. You know, Liverpool are so thorough with the loans, um, you know, more than most Premier League clubs. You know, sometimes lads can just get sent out anywhere and, and lost by the wayside. But, you know, I think Liverpool uh, don't leave any stone unturned, you know, They've had the clauses in, in included in some of them. You know, if they don't play, you know, they've, they've got a, the the loan club have got to pay fines and things like that. So, um, you know, they'll, they'll be thorough with this one again. I imagine they're gonna be clear with Rian on what his options are. And you know, he, he could even still end up staying with Liverpool. You know, he was that impressive last last season. But I'd love to see him get a full season in the Premier League where he can score goals. Yeah, of course, he's uh, reporting that Villa, Newcastle, Burnley, Brighton, Crystal Palace and uh, Fulham have just been promoted, obviously, uh, are all interested in his services. Is there any teams there you'd think he'd, he'd fit in most well for? It's tough, isn't it? Because obviously the, the one to jump out here maybe is is your, is your Newcastle, isn't it? Such a, such a big club. Um, Burnley, you know, established Premier League style of football suits. You know, no disrespect to Sean Dyke from... I'm not too sure, um, so I'd, I'd maybe say Aston Villa or you know maybe even Brighton. I think in, in terms of um, you know they've got Adam Lallana. You know he, he'd know someone there. Seems you know Graham Potter playing some decent stuff last season. You know Villa and Brighton are the two where I think he could go in really. You know at a young age be the the, the main man. So. Be quite interested to see them too, and I think Brighton could definitely have a 
have a bit of a leg up. You know, uh, I've, I've got no doubt the f- all the professional players now are in the WhatsApp group. You know, like we all are. <laughs> Adam Lallana could be texting them and saying, you know, come come here and join us. So, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a it's a nice dilemma to have, isn't it? It is indeed. Uh, just a, another bit of transfer news. Neil Jones, formerly of the Liverpool has also been reporting that Ben Woodburn is set to go back out on loan with Ipswich Town and Portsmouth both interested. While I know Gorsley was reporting yesterday that Adam Lewis is set to join the French side Amiens. I hope that's the right pronunciation on a, a season-long deal. As you rightly said, Sam, it's it's really up to Brewster in the club now. I'm sure he'll have options or whether he'll want to stay and fight for his place. He's certainly with the Liverpool squad out in Austria at their pre-season training camp at the moment and uh, on to our next story there were media reports from Austria yesterday that suggested a, a member of Liverpool's travelling party had tested positive for coronavirus Paul Gorse did some digging didn't he Sam and, and while the club are remaining tight-lipped it does sound from Paul's story like they're just carrying on as normal yeah all, all, all carrying on as normal you know the, the, the club weren't commenting on it which is probably not really that surprising Um then they look these these clubs have got the best medical teams in the world, haven't they? So, you know, if if, if you know, unfortunately if, if anything like that has happened and you know, those those reports are still unconfirmed. But for us I'd like to think that Liverpool will be able to, to manage it better than, you know, anyone else and, and hopefully, you know, if, if a player has contracted coronavirus he, he has a swift recovery and, and the club have you know, that they, they are doing tests rigorously, aren't they? And and you'd imagine they've caught early enough and been had the protocols in place that it'll just be an isolated incident that they can they can move on from. But you know, hopefully it doesn't disrupt the pre-season because you know Jürgen is a is a massive fan of pre-season. He knows how important it is. You know, I think we're going to talk about it in a bit. But Paul was reporting yesterday that you know, there's a potential of a of a friendly in the next few days or the next week or so, but against Red Bull Salzburg. So you know, Liverpool won't want any uh, disruption to that. So you know, hopefully it's. It's all good. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Yeah, you brought that up there. The, yeah, the fact that Liverpool are lining up a friendly with a team they faced in the Champions League last season or this season still, because obviously the Champions League is still going on. And you're right there, aren't you? I know the original plan for Liverpool was to go over to Evian near Geneva in the, on the on the French border, but obviously at the last minute because of the the quarantine uh, restrictions that the UK government have put in place, they then went to Austria. But it's stuff like you were saying there, Sam. Even though it may look a last minute decision, it's clearly they've had things in place because you you don't just go and arrange this potential friendly with Red Bull Salzburg on a whim, do you? It's clearly it's clearly that, you know, Jurgen's had this as a backup option and it, it seems to be going well over there. Yeah, and you know, as you're saying, there's there's definitely been talks and you don't just end up with a with a Champions League uh, opposition in, in, in a pre season friendly. So um yeah, I think Liverpool will have been planning. You know, they'll they'll probably have to the friendlies when they come back to England up up the sleeve as well. So it's good it's good to see. It's good to know that they've 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 been thinking ahead because it is going to be such an important season. You know, as I've said, you know, Jürgen does place a lot of emphasis on his preseason. He'll want to get it right. He'll want to make sure the opposition's right. He'll want to make sure the the training bases that they go to and use are right. So um a lot of planning will will go into it. But hopefully in the wrong long run it's it's positive for Liverpool. 
keep an eye on the Echo site for any updates on uh, Liverpool's pre-season training camp if uh, any games do take place including that one against Red Bull Salzburg but I'll now uh, direct you to a, direct your attention to a, another story on the Echo site I think everyone can remember pretty well the scenes outside Anfield the night Man City lost at Chelsea which meant Liverpool were crowned English champions for the first time in 30 years and I'm sure everyone can remember the scenes that the team's hotel informed me on the same night where Klopp squad watched the match and then celebrated winning the title together uh, but Dayan Lovren who's obviously since left the club and joined Senate in St. Petersburg has, has admitted Sam that he actually went to Anfield to watch the celebrations on the night it sounded like he snuck out of the team hotel yeah it's a it's a, it's a mad one to be here uh, to be admitting to I think <laughs> now, that he's, uh, now that he's left certainly something that maybe he, he shouldn't have been shouting from the rooftops but you know it shows what you know I think sometimes we can lose that these lads are, are human beings and you know they want to be a part of the celebrations, and as much as you know, supporters were were were, were robbed of, of that chance. Um, you know the the players were too, and I think that's something that you know you you can't forget. Um, not, nice that Deja managed to find the chance to to go and 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 be a little part of it, like. But I think um, yeah, a strange a strange one. But you know I think a lot of the players that night would have. Would have Love to have to have done what Dejan's done. Quite remarkable that he didn't get spotted in the crowd. I'd say he's done. A, <laughs> yeah. He must definitely have a talent for a, for, for hide and seek. So anyone wants a hide and seek champion, get on, get on Dejan. Yeah, I think he surely at that point he must have known he was leaving. He must have known because surely when the wrist Jurgen Klopp's draft going out on that night. But yeah, I think you're completely right. I'm amazed there's not a video of him somewhere. He must have got out. He did say he didn't get out of his car, or he certainly had his like his his protective face mask on. But uh, yeah, fair play to him like, for even risking that. But yeah, he he has admitted it. Just to uh, our final story now, and uh, if you're Jurgen Klopp, I suppose it's very good news as far as next season goes, Sam, because. Sounds like the African Cup of Nations is is being moved. Yeah, again, I think when the dates first came out, there was going to be twenty twenty one. I think you know a lot of people were looking at that and, and wondering how it was going to be possible. But it's the sensible option, isn't it? And to be honest, the way things are going at the moment, you even wonder whether it's going to be possible. You know, in twenty twenty two, we hope it is, and we hope everything's back to normal. But a massive boost for Liverpool and and being able to keep Salah and Mane for the for the full season, especially with everything going on, especially with how hectic things are at the moment. You know, I think the only downside is that it is going to be difficult to, you know, the, the players have got a short turnaround this summer. Um, then, you know, some Liverpool players are going to have another short turnaround then have the, the African Cup of Nations. So it's going to be a busy few years for, for lads who are involved in, all, in any international format. You know, the African Cup of Nations, the Euros, you know, and especially for Liverpool with all the European competitions they're in as well. So, it's going to be a, a big time for Jürgen Klopp and you know we know he loves managing his squad and their fitness and you know, he's been a big advocate for things like the winter break but you know it's, it's it's not just next season I think over the next two or three years you know hopefully it's not going to happen but I think you know we could see more injuries and things like that because players are going to be tested to an almost superhuman level I think so you know it's a, it's going to be a real time for, for Jürgen to, to show the full extent of the squad that he's assembled at Liverpool. Certainly is, and uh, we'll probably see the f- the full extent of how busy it's going to be when the the fixtures are released. It's it's by Friday, is that right, Sam? That we we should know the Premier League fixtures. Yeah, so make sure you're there. Make sure everyone's about and and have the phones or the computers out ready because 
going to be an exciting one. It is indeed. Thanks very much, mate, for contributing for the second day running. And thank you very much uh, for listening, either at work or home or whatever you're up to. Our next podcast will be out later this afternoon. And it sees Guy Clark and Dan Kay kick off a new series that we're producing, looking back on Liverpool's treble cup winning season from 20 years ago. But until then, bye for now. You've been listening to the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo.